Good morning and welcome to On Fire Radio, brought to you by Catskill Mountain Christian Center, a full gospel family church and Christian academy located at 629 Main Street in beautiful Margaretville, New York. What a great day to go to church. If you don't have a church, come on over to Catskill Mountain Christian Center. We would love for you to be our guest this morning. That's Catskill Mountain Christian Center this morning at 10 o'clock. If you'd like more information about On Fire Radio or Catskill Mountain Christian Center, give us a call at 845-586-4848. I'm Renard Bartow, and I'd like to invite you to join us for the next 30 minutes as we bring you On Fire Radio. Now let's go to Pastor Bob Engelhart with today's message. So if you don't know who I am, many people here know who I am, but if you're watching online and have no idea who I am, uh, my name is Jacob Johnson, and I, uh, my wife and I, Sheila, and I uh, serve here at Casco Mountain Christian Center in, uh, in a couple capacities, but we are uh, Pastor and Mrs. Engelhart's assistants. Um, so we serve on the worship teams, and we serve in the media ministry, and we serve, we serve kind of all over the place, and, and we do kind of what needs to get done. And, and we love serving Jesus, and we love his church, and uh, that's the season that we're in. And I'm super excited and honored um, to be here this morning and, and share with you. I'm honored that Pastor Mrs. Englehart would, would ask me to share, and I just want to give honor to them. You know, we talked about how October is Pastor Appreciation Month, and uh, I came into this church when I was about 15 years old, and my family was kind of busted up, as families are sometimes, and through their love and the example of Jesus, um, we are loving Jesus, every one of us, all my siblings, all my family, and uh, trusting Jesus and established in Christ and living out our lives because of the ministry of the Inglehart. So again, I just want to give them, give them thanks and give Jesus thanks. Amen? So I want to start this morning in the book of Matthew, and we're going to really kind of set up shop in Matthew chapter 7. Um, and, and I, I like the book of Matthew. It's the first of the synoptic gospels in the Bible. Um, and I was, I was doing some research and I've, I've been doing some, some classes and stuff. And, um, the book of Matthew, uh, when, when Matthew is writing this letter, right? Cause all the books are letters, um, that were come together and we're not going to get too down, too far down that rabbit hole. But the book of Matthew, uh, Matthew's writing this letter to the people of Israel, to to the Jewish people, and um, Matthew's goal is to reveal Jesus as the son of David and as the Messiah. There's actually 41, I love fun facts. Who loves, does anyone love fun facts? I love fun facts. There are 41 Old Testament quotes showing the continual thread of Jesus from the Old Testament to the New Testament in the book of Matthew. So if you're reading through the book of Matthew, Jesus does something, and then it says, and he did this to fulfill this prophecy, and ties it back to the Old Testament. And he did this to fulfill this, and he did this to fulfill this. And that makes me really, really excited. Um, and I just want to put that out there just so we kind of have a little bit of a framework as we go into Matthew that um, that's kind of where, where we're at. So in the, in the beginning of the book of Matthew, we've got, we've got kind of the normal gospel introduction and then we get into chapter 4, and Jesus is tempted by Satan, right? And then he comes through on the other side. He picks a couple disciples out, and we're going we're gonna to kind of rest in chapter 7, but I love chapters 5, 6, and 7 is, is known as the Sermon on the Mount, right? 
and it's, it's three chapters of red. Three chapters completely of red. And the red means it's Jesus' words. So you know that that's very important, right? But I, I love how it goes. It goes, chapter 5, verse 1, it says, And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, and then it goes. It just goes. And it's three chapters of all red and I mean, there's a little bit of everything in there, right? And if I was looking through it, and if you just look at the, the subtitles in my Bible, cover the Beatitudes, believers are, uh, are salt and light, Christ fulfills the law, uh, murder begins in the heart, adultery in the heart, marriage is sacred and binding, Jesus forbids oaths, go the second mile, love your enemies, do good to please God. Uh, the model prayer, he goes through the, the Lord's prayer in here. Fasting to only be seen by God. Laying up treasures in heaven. Uh, do not worry, right? There, there's so much in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and what's happening is, is uh, that set of scriptures, it's full of direction and guidance of how to live under God's reign, right? It's, it's Jesus laying out this is how you do this, and in this situation, do this. And when this thing comes up, you've got to do this. And if you do this, then you'll be blessed. And when you do this to the Lord, do it this way. Don't do it this way. Some people do it this way. You should do it this way. And, and what's happening here is, is Jesus is, is showing his authority in his teaching, right? And, and remember, and this is why I mentioned that the, the book of Matthew was written to the Jewish people, because what Jesus is doing is he's, he's cementing himself as the Messiah. He's taking the full authority that he has, 100% man, 100% God, God the Son incarnate, to say, this is who I am, this is what God says, this is what you should do. And, um, and, and I, think it's, I think it's really exciting, and, and, and it's right at the beginning of the book. His ministry is just starting, and he's laying out all these things, right? Um, so let's jump in and read... Um, kind of the tail end of, of the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Um, and then we're going to go, we're going to read a little bit, and then we'll jump over to verse 24. So verse 7 says, and this is Jesus speaking again, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law of the prophets. Seems pretty simple, right? Um, let's jump over to verse 24. This is, and now he's kind of closing out the Sermon on the Mount. Therefore, he says, verse 24, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on the house, and it fell, and, the great, and great was its fall. And then this is, this is really fun. So Pastor's been talking about digging deep, the, the, the drilling rig 
of the Bible needs to drill deep into who you are, right? Let's, Jesus just goes on this three-chapter exposition of teaching, laying out different things, and this is how it closes. Verse 28, it says, And so it was when Jesus had ended these things that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So, so this kind of birthed out of what I want to share today, birthed out of what was going on, or what we've been kind of, where we've been sitting in, in the recent uh, teachings with pa- that Pastor has shared, that Pastor Ron shared last week, drilling deep, being an example, um, and, and taking Jesus' words and, and really going all in, right? Letting it drill all the way down and letting it affect you. And, and uh, <laughs> it says, the... Uh, when Jesus had ended these sayings, that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as scribes. When we drill deep and receive the words of Jesus, we should find ourselves astonished at times. No? Uh, Pastor Ron said last week, uh, he calls it sparky, because he reads things and things start sparking. Pastor is talking about the drill, drill rig that needs to go deep, and it needs to, needs to go deep inside of who you really are, and let it, let it have its work in you. He, he always says, let the Bible read you, right? And I think it's great. I think, we have, I think we should be at the point in our lives when we're reading the word of God that you should have moments where you're astonished, where you should have moments where you say, God, what in the world? How, either one, how am I supposed to do that? Or that's what you're going to allow me to do? Right? And just, and just dive into that. There should be moments where we're like that after three chapters of that teaching to say, whoa, hold on a second, whoa, wow. There should be something that wakes up in us and says, wow, right? So, so let's go back to, to uh, verse 7 in chapter 7. Ask, seek, and knock, right? We've all heard that scripture. It's very common scripture. Um, ask, seek, and knock. Um, in the Greek, those words are actually used, ask, seek, and knock, are all in the present tense. Uh, that suggests that it should be a continued petition, yeah? The process of drilling deep is never over. It's never over. It has to be a, a consistent and present asking, seeking, and knocking. Pastor told me early in my walk, he'd, he'd look at me, and I was a uh, snot-nosed kid with... Um, Bob, you can close those doors. There was a, I was a snot-nosed teenager, right? I had hair down to my shoulders. I loved playing soccer, and I was okay at school. And that was kind of my stick, you know? Love playing soccer. I'm going to do good enough in soccer to have a good enough GPA to go play soccer in college, and then I'll figure it out from there. And uh, found Jesus, wrecked my entire life in the best way possible, finally find a purpose, finally find something that I can, that I, that I feel like I'm a part of, right? And, and just want to run. You just want to sprint. I don't do a lot of sprinting anymore in the physical. <laughs> I do some walking sometimes. Um, but I don't do a lot of sprinting anymore in the physical, but there's, there are times in my life when I just want to sprint, right? And you just want to go, go, go. And I remember Pastor looking at me and saying, Jake, this is a marathon, this life that we live, it's a marathon. And if you're going to do this and do it well, you have to understand it's a marathon because, because burnout and, and getting ahead of yourself, that's only going to 
you could potentially wreck yourself. Like road signs. Pastors talked about road signs before. It's just flashing. Slow down. Stay in the word. Let's, let's get some bearings on ourselves, right? So um, drilling deep is never over. You, it's not a flash in the pan. It's not, bam, you're saved. Jesus is awesome. And we're done. It's, it, that ask, seek, and knock is in the present tense. It should be a continual asking, seeking, and knocking. Proverbs 8, 17, um, off of that ask, seek, and knock in verse 7. Proverbs 8, 17 says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. James 1, 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. 1 John chapter 3, verse 22, says, And whatever we ask, we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. We have to seek through the word of God. We have to seek through the word of God and see what he's asking us to do, see what he's telling us to do, see how he's guiding us to move forward. Amen? And, and 2 Timothy chapter 3 uh, we're going to go verse 12 to 17. Um, or uh, let's just do maybe just 16 and 17. Um, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And we're going to talk about kind of that tail end of, of Matthew chapter 7 in a second. But I want you to Hold on to that being fully equipped. Being fully equipped. You need the full tool belt of the word of God to take all that it has, to put your tool belt on and build on the rock, to let the drilling rig go down deep. The Bible brings strength and stability for every season. Have you ever gone through a season where you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing? Yeah. Have you ever gone through a season where you said, I think I know what I'm doing, and then you find out you have no idea what you're doing? Yeah. Cool. Cool, not the only one. Um, but, but that's part of it, right? But the word of God, uh, in the Psalms it says, it's a lamp unto my feet. It will direct our paths. Jesus, through the Holy Spirit now, the Holy Spirit can empower us and guide us in where to go through the word of God because it is a living and breathing entity. Amen? I wrote here, do you trust Jesus? Do you trust Jesus? Because he offers reassurance in verses 9 and 11 in Matthew chapter 7. I guess 8. 8 through, uh, 8 through 11, right? So he says here, For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Right? Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? It's there. He says, I'll give you what you need. All you need to do is ask. And I think oftentimes, you know, I, I love this scripture. Um, I'm, Probably one of my favorite parables is when Jesus is talking about his father's mansion with many rooms. And he says, if it were not so, I would have told you. Man, I will rest right in that. If it were not so, I would have told you. you know, sometimes I just got to know that Jesus is on it. 
Sometimes I just got to know that no matter what's going on, Jesus is on it. Right? There can be things going on left and right. Psalm 91 says, a thousand will fall at my right and ten thousand at my left, but it won't touch me. I, got, I just got to know that you're on this because I can't see it and I got to know that you're on this. So I'm going to ask you for the provision for this peace. I'm going to ask you to move in this relationship. I'm going to ask you to move in this situation. I got to know that you're on it. And he gives reassurance in there, right? There comes a moment in everybody's walk, and I'm stealing this directly from Pastor Renard because we've been on a couple trips outside of the nation before on mission trips, and I don't know how many times I've heard him say this, but it has been drilled into my head. There comes a moment in every person's walk that they have to decide, is Jesus who he says he is, and will he do what he says he will do? You have to make that decision for yourself. I can't make that decision for you. We all collectively can't make that decision for you. You have to make that decision for yourself. Are you going to trust that God is who he says he is and will do what he says he will do? So let's look at the house on the rock, right? When we drill deep, we have the opportunity to build on the rock. We drill deep. We have the foundational truths. Now, now where do we go? The Johnson family bought a house. Sheila and I, we bought a house. We bought a house. Um, we bought a house on March 19th in 2020. And if you remember anything of what was going on in March 19th, around March 19th of 2020, we bought a house and didn't shake a single person's hand. That was, we joked with our lawyers. We were like, if we, does a, is a fist bump like an actual contract or like you really cool with just the name? Because I didn't shake anybody's, I bought a house, didn't shake anybody's name. It was very funny. But it was, it was days before everything shut down. I think we bought the house on a Thursday. That Monday they said, nope, we're done. Shut everything down. And it was a tremendous blessing buying this house. God's hand was all over it. There was a local uh, grant uh, organization that we worked with, and, and we were able to help get a down payment and all this stuff. And the house, part of that process is that the house needed quite a bit of work. It was a little bit of a fixer-upper. Um, it was a tremendous blessing in the entire process of God's hand over the entire thing. But it was a fixer-upper. There were costs that were associated with making the space just livable. We, we did the walkthrough, and I said, babe, don't worry. I've got an idea. And, and I'm a big vision guy. I can see the floors being redone. I can see the walls being blown out or redone or whatever it is. And Sheila's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you have to pick this all up, and we have to get a dumpster. And she's very detailed, which is awesome. Because I am not. You know? He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Heck yeah. Um, but, but we walked into it, and, and we had... Here, here's just a little list of what we had to do. We had a complete remodel of our main bathroom. Thank you, Jose and Raul. They helped me. Sheila has a very funny picture of me hanging from the rafters with my tool belt on in the ceiling. Um, new floors throughout the entire house. We had to remove decades of smoke damage. Um, we had light kitchen remodel. We had electrical work that had to be done throughout the entire house. We had to get all new appliances. And we all had to work with these different agencies and all the different people that were working, contractors, and all this stuff. It all had, it all had and it still continues to have, have a cost in both money and in time, right? Just because we made the space livable doesn't mean that it's completely set with where we want it to be. You have to trust the process when you're in a project like that and see the vision when it's not there yet. When we build on the rock in the spiritual, the project is paid for through Jesus, right? 
He tells us to ask, seek, and knock. And then he says, if you do these things, I will compare you, I will liken you to someone who built his house on the rock. So we say, how do I build on the rock? How can I afford to do this in this time in 2021 with the world going crazy, with everything that's going on in the world? How can I afford to build on the rock when everything else around me is telling me I cannot and I should not and it will be detrimental to me? Jesus says, ask, seek, and knock, and it will be given to you. The bill's already paid. The bill's already paid. you got to put some walls up, put some floors down. you got to do some plumbing. All of those things, it's already paid for. You have to ask, seek, and knock. The part of this construct, the construction of our, of our Christian life, the materials, the contractors, the ability to build a life after God, the bill's paid. Jose and I can go to Home Depot, we can get all the material, but at the end of the day, someone's got to swipe their card. When we look at the situations around our life, when we look at what's going on in the world, the bill's paid. Peace is affordable. Grace is affordable. Love is affordable. You can really love your neighbor in 2021. You can. You can really love the person in the grocery store line that cut you off. You can. It's paid in Jesus' name. You can really do that thing. You can really pray for that family member that is far from Christ. Pa Pastor Ron shared last week about his Uncle Angelo. You can really be a part of somebody's story to bring them closer to Jesus because it's already paid. The work is already done. We just have to be willing to ask and seek and knock persistently and presently. Amen? I just said my, my bullet point there, so I'm not going to reread it. Jesus is the rock, and he doesn't move. Amen? Because sometimes we say, all right, like, I get that it's paid. I, you know, I, I can go spend all that stuff. I get that I can do that. But, but should it really be on the rock of Jesus? Well, if you're having any doubts, Matthew, in chapter 24, verse 35, Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words by no means will pass away. When he says that, there's a little, there's a little star in, uh, in my Bible, and it, and it kind of has a little reference point in the margin, and it has a little, little shout-out for Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. And Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11 says, Show, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 13, um, Hebrews is another letter written to the Hebrews, and um, it lists all the great heroes of the faith, right? The Abrahams, the Davids, um, through bing, boom, bing, boom, bing, boom, right? And, and Hebrews 13, uh, verse 7 and 8 says, Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we have examples of teachers in the word of God and also in the physical. Our pastors, leaders, we can look in the Old Testament Look at um, 
Abraham, Isaac's, Jacob's, Joshua's, David's, Caleb's, and see that the same God that provided for them, the same God that provided for Paul, the same God that gives our leaders strength, will strengthen us. The same Christ who sustained them will sustain us. So, so the, the bill's paid. The project is paid for. The next thing that God wants you to move into is paid for. The thing that you're dealing with that you don't know if God's going to actually give you clarity and reasoning on the subject is paid for. So I call this continual construction because no matter where we are in our walk, there's always something that we need to build on, improve on in this marathon of our Christian life, right? There's always a fresh coat of paint somewhere that needs to be put up. There's always some kid with a crayon writing on a wall. I get the magic eraser out or something. Sheila tells me there's this really cool paste you can put on. I don't know. I just know i got to repaint it. There's always improvements that you want to make, new windows, new roof. Sometimes things just happen, and the waves of life, like it said, come crashing against. The stone doesn't move. But maybe a principle that we kind of had, but we didn't have all the way, starts to shake a little bit. And we have to reinforce that wall. We have to put new siding up because it got cracked a little bit. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about your actual house. I'm saying when things come up in your life and you're like, I think I blew it, right? You ever have a moment where you're like, I'm done, I'm done. Put a fork in me, the turkey popper has popped, we're almost to Thanksgiving, it's popped, I'm done, I'm, I'm completely worthless, I have no idea what I'm doing. God says, no, no, my grace is sufficient for you. Continue to build, continue to ask, continue to seek, continue to knock. So press on. I hope, I, hope, I hope this blesses you. hope it encourages you. So, so we, need to, we need to press on. We need to continue to build our life on the rock. Ask, seek, and knock. Trust Jesus, and as waves of life come, you will be able to stand. Not based on our own doing, but based on the grace and the life received through Christ. Right? I just, I just kind of mentioned that. So as the waves come, and as the waves go, and the storms rage, it's, it's nothing that we can do in our own power, right? I'm going to do it! I'm going to hold these two super strong pieces of rope, and I'm going to be the person in the gap holding this all together. And you reach a point often, or maybe just me, but you reach a point, right? You reach a point where you say, I can't, I can't hold on to this anymore. I can't try to hold all this up. I, I, I can't try to just stand here on the sand as the, as the storm rages. I can't. I thought I had it all together, but I don't. And we have to understand that the project is paid for. The continual construction in our life of the Word of God, drilling deep in our life, us applying it to our everyday life, letting it affect our relationships around us, letting it affect our life, inside of us and then it going out from us to affect the people that are around us, affect your family. You should be known as the Christian guy or gal at work. You should be known as the person that someone can come to and say, hey, I've got something going on, can you pray for me? I can't tell you how many times I've been, I, when I used to work at Freshtown, I'd stand in that little, like, little 
office spot. It's kind of above everything. And you just, it's, it, you get Nicodemus sometimes, pastor talks about. People just kind of come up and they're like, hey, so uh, my mom's sick or my dad's sick. Or I heard about this thing going on with this person can, and it's, it's really kind of messing with me. Can you, can you help? Yeah, let's pray right now. Cool. Let's pray. Let God use you. And, and your life will continue to be built on the rock. And you'll be able to stand, not because of our own ability, but because God is using you. He's using you. Be a tool as an instrument for what he wants to do in your life and in the life of those around you. Amen? The project is paid for, so build on the rock. Trust the Lord and see what he has in store for you. Amen? Hey there, this is Jake Johnson, and I want to thank you today for listening to our podcast, On Fire Radio. We pray that this word has ministered to you today, and maybe today God has shown you your need for him in your life. If you need to make Jesus first in your life today and be set free, would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I repent for my sins today and ask that you would cleanse me with your blood. I place you first in my life and ask that you would give me the power of the Holy Spirit. I walk forward this day in a new relationship with you, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to encourage you to start reading your Bible. You can even download the YouVersion Bible app on your mobile device and start a plan for new believers. Start a prayer life as well and start carving out time in your day to spend time with God. And I want to personally invite you to Catskill Mountain Christian Center. We have service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 629 Main Street in Margaretville, New York. On behalf of Pastor Bob Englehart, this is Jake Johnson signing off. God bless, and we'll see you in church.